0: Hello, hello. Hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend. Let's get into Hacks Weekly number five. Will the internet realize its potential? So we start um, with our first concept, our one concept, from this quote from uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who's like a legendary influencer and investor, NFT collector, Um, you know, he owns his own agency. Um, The first internet captured the information the second internet created the framework for communication, and this third wave, this Web3, captures the consumerization of assets, and the stakes are fucking high. If your reaction is Web3, wait, what? When did Web1 and Web2 happen? You're in the right place. But before we can explore Web3, let's first go backwards and understand what Web1 and Web2 were. Web1, from around 1994 to 2005, represented the first wave of the internet by bringing all the information that lived in the physical world online. This included news, commerce, media, and chat. So if you, if you imagine the internet as a person, Web1 was kind of its childhood. It was cute, it learned how to read, walk, and talk, and it began to show flashes of its potential. While Web1 enabled users to communicate with each other, we couldn't really communicate at scale without traditional media. Web 2 solved all that by the invention of social networks and enabled users to communicate and connect with people all around the world via their mobile phone. This era is defined by social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and more, influencers, and networked experiences such as Uber. Uh, If Web 1 was the internet's childhood, Web 2 is more like the internet's teenage years. finally making some friends, being popular, and expressing itself. But for all the incredible things we as users could do in Web2, they came at a cost. We gave up our ownership. Think about what really happens when you post a picture on Instagram today. Number one, you need Instagram's approval to even post it. Two, after you post it, Instagram owns your picture and makes money off of it through ads. And three, all you receive are likes and follows, which You don't own because you can't take them with you outside of Instagram. So despite user content driving social networks, users are in effect indentured servants. They are at the complete mercy of big tech companies and have zero ownership. It's the same story that we discussed last week in uh, number four around not owning your digital identity. And it's in stark contrast to how the Internet was designed. As a decentralized set of technologies that enabled anyone to go online And own their presence enter web 3 at its core the promise of web 3 is a return to how the internet was initially designed all powered through crypto so what are some key properties decentralized transactions happen peer-to-peer in a trustless manner without requiring a middleman ownership you own your identity your content and your contributions and finally permissionless Users can coordinate and interact without requiring permission of any platform or service. So if we achieve Web3's promise, you will one, own your identity through your digital wallet. Two, own your money by being able to transact with whomever you want. No PayPal, Venmo or credit cards needed. Three, own your content by NFTing all your posts, pictures, etc.; and four, own your contributions to any communities you're part of via tokens. You ready for this brave new world? I know I am. So trying to complete this internet life metaphor, yes, I know it's a bit of a stretch. If the trade-off we made in Web 2 was taking that high-paying corporate job your younger self said you'd never take, Web 3 is all about realizing your potential by starting that company or joining that cause you always said you would. Actually you know what? Why try to explain Web3 if I can have the master Jared Dicker do it? And so below, I had a bunch of tweets from Jared. I'll I'll just read a couple of them here for this audio recording. Web2, buying on the internet. Web3, buying the internet. Or how about this one? Web2, monetizing community. Web3, community monetizing. And there's a lot more gems uh, in the newsletter itself. So two themes on our mind. This amazing thread by Paris Ruse and this tweet by Kinjil Shah uh, that I linked below in the in the newsletter really resonated with me. For Web3 to reach its promise of an open, decentralized, and equitable future for all internet citizens, it must be inclusive. It can't devolve to a class system where the earliest into the space own the most valuable assets and make the rules as part of the most exclusive groups. Otherwise, it's no better than the system we're attempting to replace. So while it's all fun and games to get the eye-popping returns from investing in crypto or uh, flipping... NFTs. The end game needs to be democratizing ownership for all. So keep building. The second um, theme that we're talking about is loot. Um, this one's going to be hard to explain um, in audio, so I encourage you to check out the newsletter. But loot is basically NFTs of like of text that represent like adventure gear that you could have in some game. Um, they were selling for over $100,000 last week. And in fact, I was a very, very small part of a party bid that bought one for $135,000. Um, so there's a link from the guys at Bankless that do a great job covering what loot is. But this, there's a thread that I, that I uh, linked to below that really hits the nail on the head on why this NFT project is unique. And last thing I'll say is, look, this space is flying a million miles an hour. So if you feel lost, behind or have extreme FOMO don't worry I know I am we all are just keep learning and appreciate the potential and power of decentralized communities so three things to check out we actually have three things in the bonus thing one is um there's this great uh uh thread that I included from Twitter on crypto and nft like jargon or slang um it's all This slang has always been the most fun part of, of crypto, but for newcomers, I, I, I think everyone in the community recognizes it can be difficult to understand. It can make you feel unwelcome or an outsider. That's never the intention. And so I love this thread kind of breaking it all down. The next um, uh, thing to check out is there's this p- awesome podcast from Raul Powell and uh, Tom Bilyeu on why crypto matters why you must invest in its Im- immense potential it's really a must listen I can't encourage it enough so many great gems in here but one of my favorites is Raul was talking about how investing in crypto today is akin to having access uh, to the next hot startup that only rich venture capitalists do but not the rest of us, so don't let the opportunity pass. Uh, number three, this week, El Salvador is officially making Bitcoin legal tender. Um, it, this is super bullish for Bitcoin, but one of the more interesting um, pieces of um, news is that the country is launching its own wallet called Chivo, which comes preloaded with $30 worth of Bitcoin, To and this is to encourage adoption. You remember how annoyingly painful it was for the government to give us stimulus uh, checks Via so sorry stimulus money via paper checks, the future feels like the government giving airdrops to our wallets, just like El Salvador is doing. And then a quick bonus one: uh, big news from this company called XMTP um, that raised a big fundraising round. XMTP is aiming to build a Web three native um, communication layer between wallets, which, as we discussed last week, is your digital identity. So instead of relying on Facebook or Snapchat to chat to your friends, and potentially for them to sell your data to advertisers. Let's own it yourself. Web3 can't stop, won't stop. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed this. If you think this was dope, please share this recording, the newsletter with your friends and family. And I'll see you guys next week.